Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How you doing this week, Nate? I am fantastic. A little tired day, a little exhausted. I've uh, kind of uh, worked on my day off to try to get things uh, done, but it's good to be back. 22 episodes. I know. 22. That's hard to believe. We are moving right along, and we've been honored by having so many amazing people in the audience reach out to us, especially lately. So many amazing stories of success. I am so very happy to hear that, and uh, we do want to keep shouting you guys out as that comes along. So keep sending your information into us. We we love hearing it. It's it's just such a fun thing to share in the achievements of others, and uh, I don't know, ride that hype train, if you will. Continuous thread, huh? The hype train. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, and we've been talking. We're talking about it off air, too. Still, again, again, Twitch, one of your best features. So thank you for that. Keep it funky. Keep it fresh. And Nate, this is going to be a very you-heavy episode. It is a very Nate-heavy episode. You're going to talk to us about variety broadcasting because this is something that I don't personally partake much in. I don't think I've ever... Really describe myself as variety, even in the early days trying to find my footing, it was more like, hey, I'll play this game for a solid month or so straight, but it wasn't switching often. So what, what do you even define as variety to you? Um, I think variety is, well, at least for me, it's just kind of having the ability to playing whatever is hot and um, coming out like what real like what dlcs are um new what games are new kind of jumping around playing anything and everything just kind of uh just playing what's hot so like as a like that's kind of how i define variety for the most part it's just you know not sticking to one game um wholeheartedly and building a community off of that okay so so not just one game for you so you you've described this to chat and the audience out there uh, before that you are kind of in a phase of going from you went from Variety, hung out in the ESO directory for a, a, a good while, and I, I think you've said to us uh, here you're you're adding more Variety to your rotation. Is that right? That's your jam? Yeah, so I'm not 100% leaving ESO. I still absolutely love that. that. That was the only game that could ever take me from like just jumping around and playing random games to like only wanting to play a game for like a whole entire year. That's like the only game. So I, there's always going to be a spot in my heart, and I'm always going to be playing it because I love yeah. the community. I love everyone that watches. And hangs out with us in it, but I am trying for the health of my. The thing is, is all right. Let me do this. So the thing is, is that the ESO directory and the ESO fam, even though it is very large, it is still very small. And I, I'm kind of one of those things where I don't want to, you know. I feel like sometimes we can have the ability to bleed the community dry. Mm. Um, as content creators, it's one of those things where, like, you know, like I, I see where, like, I would want to personally branch out and like um, keep gaining more connections with other companies as well as keeping the connection with Zoss and um, like Bethesda and stuff along those lines. But I really want to try to like branch out, hit new markets, maybe even bring people to the ESO directory as well too. So I'm kind of exploring and dabbling with the idea of branching out of um, branching out of uh, Elder Scrolls online and uh, going back out into the big ocean of Twitch. It, it is a big ocean, and it's a very wise move, I think, uh, to go beyond one directory. And, and we've talked about this for months. We've beat 
Uh, we're beating a very dead horse at this point, but it's an important one that whatever you're doing as a content creator, you should always be diversifying pretty much every leg of it from where you're, where you're putting it, whether it's on YouTube or Twitch, uh, to what content you're actually putting out. Because like you said, very big community, but also very small. You can easily become very isolated in one community. Just the fact like this is a, this is a me criticism where I'm like, I've been in the ESO community so heavily for so long that I, I I don't look outside of it very often. And the quick few times I've done that recently, I've met fast friends in um, raiding into someone's Temtem channel. Uh, Yumi out there, hi, she's amazing. Came back, raided me like a week later while I was playing ESO. Like, there's very nice people out there that you just need to go in and find. And we can get very blinded in our single directory. Yeah, and that I mean that's a huge thing. It's like that Miss uh, like I, I met someone recently, Miss uh, Aya, I think is how you say her name. I, I keep butchering it, but she she's a very inspirational person as well, like minded like us. And um, I luckily kind of stumbled upon her broadcast. She raided into me, and then we kind of like connected over that. So that's the whole thing. Is um, I mean it's it's like one of those things where. ESO can be kind of like a small school. Mm -hmm. You know everyone in the school. You can be the star athlete in that school. But, you know, there's other schools, other colleges and other little things to kind of branch out to and explore. And that's one thing is I think I like the ability to kind of go out, meet so many other people and um, and kind of like explore and like, you know, see if you can cut your teeth somewhere else as well, too. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm lo I love variety. It, it has stole my heart. Like, I love the ability to like know what's what's in like oh this dlc is dropping on tuesday oh wait they're they have a dlc for this game yeah it is you know being like knowing what's happening always having something new to play and change and it brings new people in that usually like that game and maybe they'll like a different game it's, it's just so fun it's like spice it's the spice of life i love it it makes total sense like that that i get that that <sighs> Okay, so I, I, we've also been saying ESO. We've been talking about Elder Scrolls Online, but obviously for anyone out there listening, this goes to whatever game you are playing. You know, whether you're out there... Uh, I, I mean, I'm amazed Talk about an older game. Like, Diablo 2 has such a, a community that are out there still playing that. I have people in my chat that are that are all about that sort of thing. So you never know where people's, like, interests are in these different gamer groups. Uh, so much so that if you're one of the people that might be streaming a game like that, you know, again, you can see about moving community outside. I mean, it's just fascinating what makes it on Twitch, like how niche communities can be and, and what it takes to kind of launch yourself out of that variety sphere. Tricky. Yeah, that that's one thing that has always been interesting to me because um, Destiny is one of the first single games. That's what really brought me on Twitch was the original Destiny. I mm. was like, oh, man, this game looks amazing. And I watched the community and stuff. And I've, I've seen people that were able to when Destiny collapsed. And that, that's what freaks me out. I don't think ESO will ever collapse because the intellectual property of it is very, you know, they have a pretty strong right, backing. Right. But I still, I still get freaked out because I, I saw my friends in Destiny that became partners and made a full-time living off of it have to go back to like a normal job and like all this other stuff. So I do kind of get freaked out by it. But with like destiny there's a few broadcasters now like t-rex um professor broman to name a couple that when destiny collapsed they somehow left the destiny directory of five six hundred people and wow. went out into the 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 real world and 
blew up to like thousand, two thousand average viewers. Whoa! So, yeah, like they they benefited from it, and it's it's kind That's of crazy. crazy. Like, and I think me and Ninja Six One Four talked about this at an Ohio meetup. We uh we had our we had our white claws and we sat down <laughs> and we had a uh, we had a very long talk about it because um ninja also is one of the types of people like us where we we analyze a lot of situations to see exactly what makes a broadcaster like a like you know makes them successful and you know like and we explore every avenue every way and we try to go through and figure stuff out and like i try to break it down as well i i don't know like sometimes it must just be right time maybe it's luck i i just can't figure out what exactly does it but um yeah, no, some people, some people know how to do it. Other people don't like that. Like I'd say 90% of the destiny um, hmm. directory completely collapsed around why the, you know, the other percent did a super good job. Whew. I mean, so that, that leaves us all feeling a little bit of a, of a, of a certain way. And I, I guess one of the things that stands out to me most when, when you talk about that is how important it is to, have a life raft um, kind of for your community. And, and that takes various different forms. Obviously, again, back to the idea of platforms, you know, you want to have a life raft. So where if, uh, I, I don't know, if Twitch closed tomorrow, you need somewhere to take your audience, right? You know, you don't want everyone to just disappear with it. So a lot of people use discords or they'll use their YouTube. So there's there's life rafts like that. But then I think, obviously, if, if we're saying, oh, no, if Destiny disappears, we're going with it. The obvious next life raft to have would be having what some kind of other game under your belt something that people know that you play as well i would guess yeah and this is this i'm so glad you brought that up because um i was actually talking to rice which i'm still i'm hoping i'm still getting this name right um she she does um she does one style of game, which I think is like Mountain Blade, and she does another style of game as well, too. And mm. she was the one that requested having a variety episode because she's realizing the troubles of, you know, having a, a group of people that only want to watch one game. Right. And then when they try to implement in a different style of game, no one wants to watch. It's like it's almost like having like, you know, like two separate identities as a caster. Uh, and um, they wanted to try to figure out how to do how to incorporate both of those. The only thing is, is like Ego the Vikings, also another broadcaster that's having issues with that. And he goes and does ESO and he also does Fall 76. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there, there's a few other people as well. The only thing is, is when I'm seeing the dual community, um, unless someone's out there listening, I haven't really seen any examples of people doing dual communities where it's like, you know, they have like, you know, they're playing like Tim Tim. And like, even when you look at someone like, um, shout out Jebro on this Jebro, where he does almost all exclusive MMOs, but he still has a group that only watches him do Guild Wars, a group that only watches right. him do ESO, a group that only does this. And there are, there are a few people that stay around, but it doesn't seem to be transitioning as well because <laughs> I think it's when you do, I think it's when you play niche games that's when it's hard to build that community because as a variety caster like myself when i do variety i play mostly single player story driven games that their shelf life on twitch usually lasts about a week to three weeks so if you don't play it within that time frame that game's gone no one no everyone forgets about that game yeah so i think that's kind of hard so i I think it's it's just kind of trying to find the balance of what games to to play in order to make yourself more successful on the platform. 
Well, that is a very good shift, and I'm glad we, we okay. I'm glad we brought this up. It's a shift in mindset for me because I don't often think when when variety comes to my mind, and, and I just have this vague idea of it. I don't really think of hey, I'm just going to follow this game for a week. Like that's not really. I, I know that's what it is. That makes sense, but it also isn't what collides directly into my mind. It's not the visualization. So that's a very different mindset. I I think for myself, I've been looking at more like having, kind of like I said, a secondary game to go to. But as you mentioned, that's not a very popular uh, way to do it because you'll still see people that, like you mentioned with Jebro and Guild Wars, there's a Guild Wars audience and they do not always translate over to the next. Yeah, and that's that's what's hard about it. And that's why I think it really boils down to what games you choose to play. Because, I mean, it does, like, if you have a niche game, like, if, like, Sometimes variety works like like I've seen Fist of the Walrus, another group, fantastic broadcaster, does RP, be- a beautiful voice, amazing voice, um, does does uh, RP and he can do variety games, but he has to RP the variety games. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's like and I think that that's the thing is like you got to find the niche, the, the niche that is like. Oh, like spread out over everything and you know like it's a lot of our peers are doing that and that's where like it, it is very hard to grow sorry i almost kicked my mic out so oh, i'm gonna spot a little bit you're fine um but yeah so it, it's it's hard it, 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 it variety is really really it overall it really is yeah i i i feel like there's a lot of smaller things too when it comes to moving to variety and and one of them I would start to point out is the convenience factor of being in one game. So uh, Twitch, for example, has extensions and panels and things that work if you're playing like Path of Exile or World of Warcraft. You know, these are just very small, but also very quick to notice examples of things that if you're playing that game long term, there's software or kind of scripts built that are going to assist you in that way. But if you're constantly moving games, you can't really set up branding or anything like that that relies too heavily on one title, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It's like when I'm doing my branding, I have to think about, okay, like I'm not going to just be playing a medieval Elder Scrolls style game. Other, mm-hmm. you know, cyberpunks coming out or maybe I'm going to be playing like, you know, like a like a apocalypse type game. So I have to figure out how I can try to brand myself around not just being like a medieval style, like, you know, like necromancers and stuff like that. Right. And that, that's where like I'm trying to reach out on my branding and try to make it more of a a generalized thing um which which isn't bad because at a certain point you're you're no longer branding yourself around said game you're now branding yourself as a content creator mm-hmm. you're making yourself more you're, you're it's almost like you're placing a value on who you are as and then like who you are as a person so i mean i would kind of like it though yeah, and I like that too. I mean, I don't know if this has been a, a net positive move or anything, but I did something very similar similar myself where uh, I I changed a lot of my own logos to be pictures of myself instead of doing cartoon style avatars like you like you're getting there. And, and actually, that's exactly what I was doing in the process was moving from a very Elder Scrolls infused logo to one that is strictly just me, the person. So I guess in that way, I followed your process exactly. I mean that that's one huge way of doing it, and it, but it's like I think Nightshade said it in chat. Um, if you guys are over YouTube, we have a chat, so you guys oh. can chime in anytime. Variety does have to be about you, hundred ten percent. 
um you have to you then that that's what that is what was hard for me going from doing variety going to a single game content and then trying to get out of single game content to try to go back to variety a little bit was i'm realizing people don't care about me they only care about the game which is it's taken a toll on me mentally mm. and um I've, I've been having a hard time trying to cope with that to like Oh, like, you know, who I am as a person isn't what like, you know, they like me as a person as long as I'm playing this game. But as soon as I'm not playing the game, that's not what they like. And, and it kind of hits me hard. That was one of the hardest things I've been trying to like deal with uh, going from, you know, variety to single game and then going from single game back to variety. Well, that's a very good point. Yeah, there is there is a lot of we've, we've said this before. There is a lot of fall off when you decide to go outside of your game directory. So I think that adds to well. <laughs> I guess if we want to get really meta with this for a second, I, I've done some reading on different branding style stuff. Uh, there's some good books that we should actually start recommending here through the stream for that reason. That's how I find them is from other other creators out there, other coaches that are recommending some of this stuff. But uh, the ritual, people like to have a ritual, something that's familiar to them. And I've had it said in my chat from people in there like, well, I bet you some people just find it comforting to see the same game splashed up on the background. That You know, it's not even so much that they're always there just to hear that, but so much as it's all part of this, you know, world that they like because it doesn't change too, too much, doesn't change too fast. But, you know, when you go into the world of variety and you're changing, like you said, on a weekly basis, that's definitely going to be about you. That's going to be a, a lot more fast paced audience, too, in a way. The one thing I did notice hmm. is everyone that watched me when I did variety and then the people that have subbed to me during variety and then subbed to me during single game and who are still subbed to me now that I'm going back to variety, all the people that watched me in variety that were subs, which back then wasn't a lot, probably 50 to 60 people, um, they're still subbed to me. They're all 24, 23 month subs. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, so I don't have as much, it seems like I didn't get as much fall off from doing variety. Um, from subs like I feel like people were there for you and were there for your personality and stuff I think I think it kind of boils down to two different types of viewers on this platform and that's where like I do think a, a more of a special connection and having like when we talked about um, you know you got to find that person in the community to really engage with new people especially like with discords so that we can keep people more engaged and in there and you you had Freddie and I you know I'm still trying to I have your mom's and um, so we're definitely trying to like find that. And that's a huge thing with variety is like, and, like now that I've been, now that I kind of went back into Metro this week, um, the new DLC dude, like people were coming in and my chat was like, yo, welcome on in. Uh, never seen your name before. Uh, it's so good to see you here. Like, welcome on. In. Like my community was just like firing. It was my old community from back before I did Elder Scrolls. And I was, it was very shocking. It was awesome. I'm getting a lot more follows. And then like, I'm seeing like the follow and then like maybe not even 30 minutes later, tier one paid sub. So it's, it's just crazy. Interesting. I mean, so yeah. Oh, wow. There are really times, especially when the hype is high like that, they people, they're, they're quick to jump in and it's, it's, it's highlighting that personality. Like you mentioned there a minute ago, if, if you can let that shine, that's really what's going to start carrying you through um, game to game to game, I would guess. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it takes to get that trajectory to get back out into the, the variety world or start leaving another game directory behind for that. Like uh, like you said, I, I have no intentions of leaving Elder Scrolls, but I do want to kind of normalize it in people's minds that I 
and doing other things. If you come over to Kyle Dempster Studios on Twitch in the evenings, you're probably not going to see Elder Scrolls. And that's the idea I want kind of to stick in people's minds. Come in the first like six hours of the day. There's Elder Scrolls. The last couple, it's not. Um, I've gotten a big reduction of people kind of doing that, like stomping their feet sort of thing, at least vocally in chat. I haven't noticed anyone going, this isn't my thing. Um, I just don't know if my trajectory, it's, it's a lot slower. It's it's not as direct. You're you're doing a lot more of a fierce approach to moving into the variety realm. Yeah, well, they, I'm also doing it because I like I'm I'm friends with other companies and other people as well too. And with the new release of console and all the games coming out, I'm trying to get back on good graces with a lot of these people. And like, I, I'm still I'm trying to do it. Like, I, mine is really hard because I'm straight. Like, hey, guess what? Yeah. We are going to be playing this game for four days straight, yeah. and then we'll play. Yeah. So and people are like. <gasps> What Whoa. you can't do that to me, but but it, I will admit there, like especially in huh. single games, like single game categories, people will follow you for that game as soon as you leave. Like what Mac Raven said in the YouTube chat, as soon as you leave, people are like, "Whoa, this isn't what I like. I didn't follow you because yeah. of this. I'm out." Variety though, they know that you're variety, and they stay. Like it, it's it's mind boggling. Hmm. Like. Like, whoa, you're like, you stayed around, or like, someone's like, Yeah, I haven't watched you since you played uh, Alien Isolation four years oh. ago, but um, I'm back because I really was interested in this game. I'm like, whoa, dude, that is unbelievable. And it's just like, it's one of those things where it, it's, it's like, it's two different things. It really is. It, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But with that being said, because I'm, I'm, I'm really hyping up and I don't think people understand how hard it is because it is going to be brutal at first to get started. Yeah, I mean, absolutely brutal. So we, we've said this before as well. I feel like a lot of this show is saying, hey, we told you before. But seriously, if you guys <laughs> do want to dive into the archives, we have some really good content. And there's a lot of we say these themes so often to the point they might be annoying, but it's because a lot of them are true. We're not like selling you short here. I'm not telling you luck isn't involved in anything. Uh, but this is one of the ones that gets very close to luck. And that is when you're in a game directory, you have the real chance of making friends with people that are, so this is going to segue us into variety friendships in a sec. But but in, if you're in a single directory, you can make a lot of friends. You get to know a lot of names. You know the big players, the new players. Like you get all of that kind of land mapped for you. Now, that means a lot of the time you get cross-promoted and that's cool. Other times it also means a lack of fresh blood if that directory gets stale because again you know you're sitting there kind of working a working a shop that doesn't have new customers coming down the street anymore right so variety Nate how does that work like how do you, how do you wind up making friends over there and and that sort of thing because that's a totally different social landscape than single yeah it's it's really it's literally from raids like something over there, like people like to raid in blindly, which is something I really don't like to do as much. Like I'll click the thing and kind of watch or something along those lines mm -hmm. before raiding in. But for the most part, people kind of keep that down. What I like, but um, what a couple of people have done to me when I would like, they wait for me to play variety games before raiding me. Cause a lot of people understand when I play ESO, it's kind of a niche community. Um, so what they do is people are like, yeah, no, I, I literally sat there and watched you three days in a row and I've kind of been coming in and I just have you up and I think your content's amazing. So I decided the raid, you know, it's kind of like that first impression type of thing because we don't we don't get to see, you know, when you do variety, I don't get to look into whatever directory like, you know, the kid could be playing Star Wars and I could be playing 
you know, Metro and we right. never cross paths. And like, that's a huge thing is when people do that. And that that's what I do. I have, I have a list right now of like probably 15 broadcasters. I'm just waiting for the moment that they go live a little bit earlier than normal. So I can drop my community and their community because oh. they're really good broadcasters. So I'm not going to be the person, but Hey, I'm a broadcaster too. I'm just, you know, that's right, how, that's right, how right. like the friendships are kind of made is like, the thing with variety casting is hmm. there's a like people search for variety or they ride what's hot at that point in time. And they click through the games that are hot at that point in time and then watch. And that's why it's like re it's really awesome to kind of have that. And then like that's when, you know, things just take off. I don't know. It's just like the network is so big. Like if if you if you make friends with the, you know, the mama bear type of uh, broadcaster and that plays like rpg rpg games and then you know like then you make friends with a guy that does like mostly first person shooter style games and he's like the head honcho everyone knows him for that and then it like really branches your network out and that's when you really kind of start seeing that growth overall makes a lot of sense i mean that that i i guess that's exactly how twitch tends to work it's Definitely a scary thing. I, I like what Luna said here in, in YouTube chat. She said, I'm always pro-variety. can be brutal to start with, uh, for sure, but let's be honest, everyone gets uh, bound to be bored or burned out if they only ever play one game. And I would agree with that, and that's such a, a negative thing to get burnt out on your game. Cause it's kind of a spiraling sort of deal. But again, you know, you, you face up against the scary prospect of, hey, is anyone going to watch me? Let's be honest, as streamers in a room, you know, a pure streamer talk here, numbers matter. Again, we emphasize this. Nate and I were talking before stream about how money off of this sort of stuff matters. You know, we, it is a passion project, but you also can't deny stuff like, hey, money pays bills to allow heat, which makes you comfortable. Like, right, there's simple things in life that can't be avoided. And numbers are one of those similar things, too, where I imagine many people that want to go variety are looking at that wall of, hey, maybe I pull 50 people, maybe I pull 100, maybe I pull 10 people right now, and if I leave this game directory, why am I pulling a quarter of that group? Do you have any advice for how, what, what do you do when you're, up against that wall mate what's your thoughts uh i mean it happens the the other thing you got to understand is that we can't really control the audience like you never mm -hmm. know like heck um i mean like 200 of the people that come in like say you have like a thousand to two thousand people that come in per day and 100 200 of them happen to be working or that that that's another thing too and but when you when you come up on a game and you're playing a game, most people, you know, don't like like the thing is right now, what I'm noticing is people come in and like, hey, I can't really stay uh, or this isn't my game. I just want to say, hey, and then, you know, at least they're like they're informing that type of stuff. But it's going to happen it, and it will it will happen. The thing is, it's it's when you start building that community base of people that are going to be there. And like you're, you're that's when you're building a community around you and not the game, because once you get to a position where like right now, I think without me. Like if when I was doing ESO, it was used to be hundred, like maybe like hundred average viewers, like not even what three four months ago. Now mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm maybe pulling sixty in ESO, but when I do variety, I'm getting like 40, 40 average is about where I'm at right now when I do it's variety healthy. games. Yeah. yeah, and that's really healthy, and that's where you're starting to realize. And those people are coming back not just for me, but the community that I'm building. Um, sometimes they don't like the games, um, but. So, you know, it, it's, it's a really hard thing. It's just you kind of got to know your audience. Like if I were to play Doom Eternal 
um, you know, which is like hell, demons, blood and stuff. And the next day I'm like, hey, well, we're playing Animal Crossing. <gasps> um, Fun. You could. Yeah, you you could make that happen. You just have to know how to do it because you got to realize when you're a variety caster, it's not the people. Your community doesn't care about the game anymore. They care about you and the group of people that they're there with, like sharing the the time that they just choose to go hang out with you. And that's where you, once you start realizing it's not about the game and it's about you and the community, that's when it's there. Because I'm not even gonna lie, like half the time I'm playing the games, I'll pause. I'll pause it and talk for. 15, 20 minutes, like not really even doing anything in the game. So it's just kind of half finding that balance, I think is the biggest, but you will have days where, you know, you think that, oh yeah, this game's going to be awesome. And then you realize no one comes in. And then sometimes you just got to cut your loss and not play that game. Like, oh, I'm yeah. trying to think recently I did something like that. There was like some game I played and it might've been like, like Tropico six or something. I was like, yeah, people are going to be into it. No one was into it. Oh. So what I do, drop the game right away, even though I spent, I think, like $30 on it, just start playing something else. Oof. And then, like, sometimes you got to do that. And that's the thing is, variety is, especially if you do, like, hardcore variety, like like what Lyric does or any of the big variety casters like Burke Black, or um, you will have to, like, just jump games a lot. So it is a little bit more expensive than just single game streaming. Yeah, and for me, mine is minus seven days to die. I adore that game. I love it, but no one wants to watch it, and I've resigned myself to that fact. So anytime I play it, I'm like, nah, this is just for me sort of game. Like, let me just have my night. Um, but but that's true. I imagine also as you get to be a bigger and bigger streamer uh, or just ballsier, everyone out there, reminder, uh, reach out for keys too. You know, don't don't. Well, you get a lot of keys for free. Keys are not an expensive thing, and they don't really tend to judge you too much. Uh, there's even entire key websites out there. This is one for all of our streamer friends, but I always talk about the site Whovit, W-H, no, W-O-O-V-I-T, I think it is. Uh, Paradox kicked me into that directory at one point. They're like, hey, go go get your keys from here. And it's super easy. Once you have like X amount of followers set up on Twitch or YouTube, you can pull keys from it and just go ham on your variety games once you stream it it like clocks and it's kind of like a library card like once you take a key out and you've streamed it then it marks this done and you can take more keys out magical key depository i like it not sponsored but yeah it's it's one of the the keys are definitely something i mean i'm the one thing that you need to know is like a lot of other companies definitely go into your 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 streams and watch and stuff like that. And once you start going to like E3s, packs, Twitch cons, and you get a lot of FaceTime with a lot of these dev there are devs and stuff, it makes it a lot easier to ask for keys. Or you make friends with people like Nellstar, who is with Square Enix and used to be for like five or five games. And you you make friends with these people. And then it becomes really easy to get keys. Like right now, yeah. I'm not gonna disclaim, but I am oh. gonna be reaching out to a couple people in Bethesda through the connections I do have through like Zoss right now to try to see if I can obtain keys. If I don't get keys, it's, it's what, what's what you're not losing anything. You just don't get a key. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely worth it. But once you get, that's once you get, I think once you seriously, once you get around like 40 average people, anything around there, that's, that's their golden number that a lot of companies look for for variety mm, is 40 because it's so much harder to grow. I don't know what it is for single game. I think it's like probably like 70 or 100 or something like that. But I do know like variety. They look for that 40 average. Well, That's their magical number. I saw I should find this. I woke up to a Twitter thread today. Well, maybe I was coming back from Louis' walk. But anyway, Twitter thread. And it was talking about how 
uh, you as a as a content creator should be using YouTube. And I was like, damn it, this is exactly the advice. This is exactly what I need to hear right now. Like, I know I'm putting off, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. But it was reminding people how no matter what level you are, you there is a sponsorship waiting for you out there somewhere. Like, I can't tell you where it is, but it's out there because as they remind in this thread, uh, you know, Marketing and, and sponsorship divisions do put aside money for content creators of various levels. So like you just said, you know, once you hit that 40 mark, it's still easy. I mean, even when I can pull 100 and some average, it's really easy to think of myself in the grand scheme of things as a very small creator because it just depends on what microscope you're using right like in some ways we are very small creators as compared to uh the shane dawson's of you know youtube we're microscopic but when it comes to the twitch space like you said you know 40 is the magic number once you can hit that you can start getting a lot of traction there and taking advantage of different things which might you know open more doors for you so that i, I imagine is a powerful tool in variety as well is spinning one opportunity into the next kind of always looking for the next moving target if you will yeah that's a that's a different that's a harder thing to plan around too i imagine there's a real planning element yeah that well, i mean hmm. the reason why like okay well i'm gonna segue this we're gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna i'm gonna take the ship right now um uh just because since we're on the 40 thing so the reason why a lot of companies see 40 average viewers mm -hmm. in variety as a good thing 40 to 60 is because you are on that breaking point where you have people that are willing to watch you play anything um no matter what you're doing so the oh. the reason why 40 is 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 key is because when you're doing variety and how i find games to play um like when i'm looking through twitch and like browsing directories and it's kind of it's kind of like a secret a lot of a lot of big broadcasters know about this um, especially when they started out is if you know, you're going to have 40 average viewers. I look at like the directory and I skip the first couple lines of games being played. And I go around where 10,000 people are watching the game and I go all the way down to a thousand. And I only play the games in those lines from 10,000 all the way to a thousand. Like if it's below a thousand, people aren't really looking for it. Um, if it's higher than 10,000 people watching, chances are you're super diluted and you're going to get washed out. And no one's going to see you. Um, so one thing I think is really neat is 40 is one of those golden those golden rules where if you go into one of those directories, if you click anything, like say you you click uh, one of the popping games, you see maybe there's like a couple of people with like, you know, like 400, 500 views and there's like two or three of them. And then next thing you know, it starts boiling down. It's like 90, 80. And then the next, the second line is 40s. So if you take your 40 average viewers, you know you're going to get and go into that directory you are now in the second line of that game. So if someone goes down and clicks that game, they'll look and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, this is a really busy chat. I don't really feel like going in there. Like, I, because the thing is, we go on Twitch for the social element mm -hmm, of Twitch. Mm -hmm. We can just go to YouTube if we want to watch a game. So people like to go talk. So sometimes when you're in those directories where there's like, you know, 200, 300 plus, it can be, it can be kind of hectic to try talking to us. So a lot of people like that 40 to 120 marker and that's where you're in that golden opportunity space where now you can get codes because on top of that, you can answer questions for it. And, you know, you're building your community and they get to right. grow with you and be a part of it. So that's where, like, I look through there to try to find my stuff. I look at my average viewers I know I have. Like, it's, say, like, you're a, a smaller broadcaster and you maybe have, like, five, ten views. You can even find those. But you want to steer clear away from the games where... 
you click the game, you're like, oh yeah, there's only three people playing this game. One guy has 16,000, the other two have like three views. And it's like, yeah, I'll get noticed. You won't get noticed. Like the thing is, is people are going to that game for said guy and not going to explore. You need to find like a nice, even spread of people from like, I don't know, like three, 400 all the way down to like 25, five. And you want to have like maybe like four or five line or rows of people streaming it to try to find your fit and stuff along those. But it's going to be hard. It's it's slow traction, but honestly, in variety, um, and I'm going to disclose some information. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to let you know who brought what broadcasters it are. But I have at least seven to eight people, some from Would You Kindly, which is like a group that's like pretty large variety casters. They're sitting at 4,000, 5,000 subs. They have maybe 200, 250, 300 views. Sitting at 2,000 to 5,000. Yes. What? Yes. That's the thing with variety that a lot of people don't realize. And like, I'm I'm not going to disclose what my friend Smokeloke makes or what his sub count is, but he legit is making what like he is he is doing well for himself and his subs are like it's just because you build a different relationship it's not like a it's not like a you know like the the easier it is or the faster you fall in love the easier it is to fall out it's more of like a slow burn to get to it and you build this like you build this like community of people that are there to support you and what you're building and they're not just supporting you they're supporting everyone else around it's a beautiful thing that's why i love variety so much is that it's it's just baffling to me to see this and this is where this is where like it's hard for me to leave but it's hard for me because i love our community and stuff and i I don't want to leave that's why i'm still going to be going back and forth but it's one of those things where i just see so much difference to what's going on and yeah who well hyper. said? No, I mean it's it's very well said, and it's it's very appropriate too. Because I mean, like it, it sounds like what you're saying is that it is a much harder chance to get launched into variety streaming, but that it can pay dividends for that. I mean, it it just seems like it, it's probably the way that most streamers should go eventually if it's of interest to them. Like it seems to me as long as you are not someone that only wants to play one game, if you're someone that has the idea that you want to be looking towards variety, then it should be on your radar for the future at some point because it's more sustainable. You don't go down with a ship if, if that game or the directory starts to suffer. There could be more money in it if you do well with it. But I think the hardest and the most worked at thing is trying to kind of like launch yourself into that thing, whether it's either your own confidence in it or I guess catching the wave. It feels like you're catching some sort of like wave that comes it's, through. Yeah, it's weird because it, it's uh, I'm getting so excited. Do it. Um, it's weird because the wave you're catching isn't a wave because a game is doing good. It's because you you know when you like out of nowhere you're like man uh, you know you you get out of the shower you put on some smell goods and clean up and you're like man I feel amazing right uh-huh. and the next thing you know like that it's like that and like yeah this day is amazing so many people are here and you're riding your own wave you're not like riding a wave that is made by someone else and that's like probably one of the coolest things yeah you could kind of kill a little bit but if you understand that like some people will just won't be welcoming to a game and you're willing to adapt and like kind of move through and understand what's happening and you know what type of games are going to be bad for you and what's bad for you and what's good for you that wave you're riding is it's that's why like 
oh, I just I love variety for that aspect of that. It, it, it feels like you're a little bit in more control, I guess, is the best way to explain it. Whew, that's very, very interesting. Also, I want to call out Walrus in, in chat there, mentioned about us having experience with competitive gaming and streaming. I personally don't, but man, that'd be an interesting topic for the future at some point is to talk about that life. I do. Yeah, that could I be know. fun. I, I used to, I did like um the Overwatch uh Fiestable in Arizona and Super Smash Brothers in Casino, Arizona and yeah, I know I know a little bit about it, but I'm not like super, super in depth about it. But we do have connections. So if we ever need to bring in a guest, we can definitely bring someone in to try to spice it up and talk about it. Well, as we get to the end of this episode, this is a good time to say, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to invite guests onto the show here um, soon. One of them I wanted to throw past you. I'm sure he would say yes. But Zynode, good friend in the ESO directory, he operates, I believe, like the largest Patreon for uh, any Elder Scrolls online creator. Like he has done quite quite a lot so i i'd love to throw his name into the ring because he also loves to educate people about this sort of stuff too like he's got that passion to like share what works and what doesn't he's always fiddling with their algorithm over there it feels like so he's got that inquisitive bone like us but we i mean that's the that's the kudos to everyone that's been writing to us as well because you guys have inspired us you know we know there's people out there actually listening and, and gaining confidence from this we'd love to bring people on uh, and this is where I'd like to solicit general feedback is, I don't know, Nate, do you want to do something like maybe see about, I don't know, one guest a month or something like that could be a good routine for us. Yeah, I would love, I would love to do something like that. Like, you know, like I bring someone in like, yeah, because it definitely would keep it. It definitely would keep it up. And it's nice to get like other people's opinion, hear their struggles, what they went through and how they made their own success and where they're going and stuff. I think it'd be amazing and then on top of that because like you know we, we know a lot but we are very similar even right. though we're not yes. super similar yes. and it'd be really nice to have that extra input and like you know it'd be really good i love that i love that and i've been enjoying our kind of back and forth format on the show where lately people have been listening can kind of consecutively you've heard us go through a lot of like one minute it's news because twitch will unload like 12 programs in our lap one second and then the next couple weeks we try and do some education on here and that's I think the balance that we're striking and I, I like that I like that we're getting to do kind of these deep dive episodes I, I, again you have all this variety knowledge that we've less, left untapped all this time so always fun to do that and it'd be a great way to kind of for us to socialize with other shows and stuff out there too. bring people on talk about their streams see what they how they came up in it and what they learned along the way yeah, no, I'm I'm so down with it. There, there's one thing I do know a, a decent amount about, which I didn't choose to. It just happened that like you know, like the the southwest part of the United States is really trying to get in the competitive gaming. Ooh. So I do know a little bit about that. But variety, like I said, variety is one of my my main things. It's where I've cut my teeth. It's where I've tried to learn. It's I'm taking techniques, and honestly, I'm I'm seeing benefits of it. Like it, it is hard because looking at the numbers. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not doing as good. But then I'm like looking at my numbers like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing good. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a little change. But I'm really excited about it. I'm down with that idea. I think it'd be really good to bring new people in and try to spice it up here. OK, so adding to our list for the future sponsorships, because I know Nightshade said that earlier. Um, Walrus mentioned doing some competitive talk, doing what that would be like for streaming that. And we want to start bringing on some guests. Okay, they're all on my list of to-dos. We'll we'll start working on some ideas like that. And again, 
If you have a friend that would be willing to talk about this, if you are that friend that's willing to come on and talk about this sort of stuff because you've set up something you're very proud of that's worked out really well, you've had experience in X, Y, and Z field, feel free to contact us. It's pathtopartner at gmail.com. Again, we'd love to be bringing on some personalities onto the show, share your story, because there's a lot to learn through that, like what's worked for everybody. I even kind of talked about, I did a vlog this week. I think I'm going to throw it up maybe tomorrow. But I, I did one and I kind of talked about that. I was like, sometimes things are snake oil to one person and it's the most successful thing to another person's community. I feel like in summary, that's almost variety to a T, like you just said. You need to know what works for you game-wise, what your people don't like, and yeah. All shakes out yeah. in that area. Yeah, I have. I mean, you have to do that. Some people like it's all. We'll just use this as a quick example. It's like, do you know how like you, you can have people in your community talking? Like, you know, you pull someone in and they're talking while you're playing, and people like watching. Well, in my community, it doesn't work. Like, I've tried. I had Totem Grabber in there and a couple other people when we we're playing like ESO. <gasps> no one liked it. People fell out, but you? It's like people love it. They're like, wait. yeah, Papa Kyle, you talk and do your thing. Wait, when was this? What was this about? Sorry, I missed like the setup for that. What was, what oh, did people sorry. Like? Um, like, are, are, like, you know how, like you said, sometimes it's snake oils. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah. And it's really, like, it's really beneficial. Like, it, it's like the example between us where, like, I can't have people talk in my stream because a lot of people oh. fade out because oh. they don't like it. But they love when you have people like um, on your broadcast talking and stuff like that. Sorry, That's I'm so true. excited about it. No, you're <laughs> fine. I just missed. I I, I might have missed the, the lineup for that one. But I yeah, you're right. You're right. There is there's everything. I mean, everything's down to the person and what can work for you. So you always need to be experimenting. Is the truth to it? Let's let's call out some last messages here in YouTube chat. Uh, Luna says, I think if you do variety, you just have to kind of swallow your pride a little bit because the first the numbers will tank, but with time you'll start seeing some growth i like that i know how to screw up on twitter says chef that's true Ooh, this is going to be something to report back on in the future i told nate off air streamers out there some of my community were toying around with the idea of them having the ability to tweet on my behalf during the stream and when i, I want to very much clarify people for people um this is about clips sharing clips midstream like allowing a mod through tweet deck and some other free software out there where you can have people clip something really funny and actually have them upload and share that out as part of the stream i know for me like i can do that midstream but it definitely to the point you just made, Nate, some people can entertain while they're going through menus and file finders and looking for images. I don't know. I always feel weird when I'm doing that. So this will be a social experiment when I let mods kind of run Twitter and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> why don't you, Nate, tell people why they can find you all across the Internet in the next week? Perfect. Let me let me just summarize this variety thing because I'm so jumping yes, all over. Let's do that. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be rough. Find your niche. Build your community around you and the members of your community. Keep your head up. Go through it. Just try to make it a, you know, everything will work out. Just try to have fun. That's all I can really say is it's it's about you, no longer about the game. And that's my little summary of it. You guys got this. If you need anything, you can find me at twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. Um, if you have any questions about variety, feel free to reach out on me on my Twitter at twitter.com slash gnarly underscore uh, Nate TTV. And you can also find me on um, Instagram as well. And yeah, that's all I really got.
Heck yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, we love seeing you guys come by the stream. So shout out to all the people that come by that DM us on Twitter and send messages. I want to shout out to the chat that's here right now. Very timely. We are going to be watching a um, our very first Twitch viewing party, I think is the name of it. Twitch watch party. Whatever the heck they are that we talked about months ago on the show. We're going to try our very first one where... Me as an Amazon Prime streamer that has access to that and chat as people that have access to Amazon Prime. We're going to sit down and we're going to watch an episode of Amazon Prime together through Twitch, which is a first time experience to me. We'll see how that works. If you guys want to come and hang out on my channel, it's twitch.tv forward slash Studios. I am live now every day of the week minus Sunday and Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So come check that out. Been doing a lot of ESO, but we've been following up with something fun in the evening like Temtem or... Uh, uh, seven days to die. Might try some other things in there, Nate. You're getting my variety bones moving and shaking. I also want to shout out again, vlog going up on YouTube here. So if you are someone that's already subscribed, look out for that. I think it's going to come up tomorrow on Thursday. That is youtube.com forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios. Uh, come check us out every Wednesday. Nate and I do this on air. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday nights, Pat the Partner Podcast, unless we have something scheduled that conflicts with it, we try and get it up here. Live, you can ask us your questions. <clears throat> losing my voice. You can ask us our que your questions in chat, and we can answer them directly like we've been doing. So thank you to everyone out there. We appreciate you very much, and uh, good luck on your streaming efforts this week. We will see you again next time. Bye-bye.